0: Welcome to part two of our conversation with our amazing special guest. The sound quality is still less than you've come to expect from us, but I hope you
1: enjoy it anyway. Even Firefly, it's like apocalypse like post apocalypse kind of reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a Apo- great show.
0: Apocalypse in China One.
1: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And so we left Earth and we're among the stars. Oh. And like so, it's good. It's, it's Cowboys in Space. Like Cowboys in, in Space. Really what which one is this? What Firefly? Firefly with uh, 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 Nathan Fillion. It's why Nathan Fillion is famous. Okay,
2: so <laughs> I, nerds. Thank you.
1: Queer people, brown people are constantly being asked to do emotional labor. Constantly being asked it's to do emotional
2: labor. what we do, though. It's, it's our whole damn life. I know. I had a friend that
1: was wearing a t-shirt that said, you know, F it. I'll do it. Hashtag black women. It's true. But I'm just like, I, I personally cannot be party to putting even more work uh, you know, on our community. I just can't do it anymore. Just living
2: is work, though. I mean, yeah, it is. I it mean, it's just part of the fabric. It is. I mean, yeah. it, you you just being you, you, you're the face of, and the voice for so many different people. So I know that gets tiring.
1: It gets, it does get, and it does get emotionally taxing, and, you know, I had, it's, um, I've developed an anxiety disorder. Since mm-hmm. joining BLM, <laughs> um, that I didn't have previously. <laughs> you know, I hear, I hear, my black sisters talking about, you know, hey, you know, hey, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and it's just too much, and mm-hmm. I can't handle it. And then I hear m- my queer friends saying, it's just too much, I just can't handle it. And and then I'm just like, why, why would we, why would we do all of this work for produce? It makes, and then, and then on top of it, I feel like it's a full distraction from the from the other the problems. Real things, right? The fact that black girls in our school system, and MCCSC school system, bingo. are being kicked out at higher rates. Bingo. Right? We talked about that. At higher and bingo. Rates, yeah. That the MCCSC school system is flawed yes. in its selection of material, educational material. Yep. That um we are that we are having on affordable housing crisis yes. in this town
2: that no one ever cared about until it started affecting white every yeah
1: and and that the UDO does not address how it will service uh marginalized communities it doesn't and that it, it just looks at everybody at an equal playing ground in terms of the affordable, uh, you know, affordable housing, as opposed to specifically looking at no. the other intersectional issues. Their mm-hmm. diversity
2: is talking about, uh, it, it, their diversity about has has <laughs> nothing to do with diversity of of of, of people of, of, people, yeah. of color or, yeah. or or you know race or or religion. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with a person that is higher middle class, that right. might, may be in a band with someone that isn't, and they want to live in the same damn neighborhood. <laughs> right. you know, that, that,
1: that's what
2: it is. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You that, just described Bloomington. I mean, the, a bunch of people in bands yeah, who because, want to live next you know, to each other. Remember, yeah. they, they, they don't give a shit no. about diversity. No. Look, no. they never yeah. were mentioned when the, the whole gentrification of the near west side. Oh, 100%. No yes. one gave a damn about yeah. that. When, you know, Now that the houses are $230 a square foot, now all of a sudden everyone's like, we've got to do something about affordable
1: housing. Exactly. exactly. All the black people
2: got kicked out of that neighborhood. They can't live in that right. neighborhood the anymore. Right. Hus- the
1: historic black neighborhood is no longer a historic black neighborhood. No. And, now, and now our gathering centers, that which are centered in that neighborhood, are now lo- no longer accessible to us.
2: They never were to well, everybody. Right. Unless you followed lock and step with and well, there's no damn dinosaurs. And, of uh, course. Yeah, and yeah. gay marriage is, is yeah. you're going to hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, let's I be mean, honest. That's,
1: we can talk about the black church on a whole other that's a, yeah, that's a, that's
2: a whole
1: thing. <laughs> that's a whole other se- thing. That's a whole other thing. Which, you, you know, I, I, and I, you know, as much as I love people of faith, I also know that it's very difficult um, for us all to get along sometimes. But what I mean is that is that, you know, when those neighborhoods were predominantly black, Mm-hmm. We we had you know walking distance to our places of face and our gathering places mm-hmm. you know our main gathering places mm-hmm. the school, the churches and recreational facilities like in, in the area we don't Banneker, have a commu- but also we don't the have basketball a courts
2: and mm-hmm. we, we don't
1: have a physical community anymore yeah and so now that that whole area is thoroughly gentrified that makes the accessibility to those places and those points that that was our historic homes harder to get to and harder to be a part of so that 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 segregates us even further from ourselves Mm -hmm. which is how you manage people right what can like what what hopes do we have for bloomington like imagining
0: a bloomington in the universe where all the other universes want to come visit (laughs) our universe yeah like in Maybe, um, maybe
2: that's what i do love about bloomington because i think I think we're capable. the things that we do ha- our voice does carry, yeah and and, and maybe and, and Bloomington is just a microcosmic version of the rest of the country.' Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got a -- I always talk about it. It's a it's a small town, but it has this global reach. Mm. The things that we do and the things that we say, they matter, and it does go out. Because we're we're all like two percent, you know, two degrees of separation from someone famous. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I I mean I think that's why I stay.
1: Yeah.
2: Is because is you know it's not perfect, Mm. but it it is a place that I love, and everywhere else has their own problems. You go to you go to anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's going through the same shit. We're going through.
1: Well, I tell you, in this country, you're right. Everywhere else is just as whatever. There's still just as much whatever in every other place. But I just got back from Aruba, y'all. Oh, well, that's not fair. <laughs>
0: and Do they have it figured out? Like, no, I don't know anything. No, about they
1: either. don't have it. They don't exactly have it figured out, but it's too beautiful to even care. Okay. Exactly I've seen your
2: pictures. so yes. yeah.
1: It's, it's too beautiful to even care. And it's just filled with beautiful black and brown people like everywhere you look it's just everybody's beautiful the scenery's beautiful it's always 82, 85 it does not rain everywhere they're below the hurricane belt they don't get tropical I'm storms. looking up the real estate
2: right now Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyways back to why we stay in Bloomington I agree with you Don that like there's this potential for Bloomington but as an ex of mine said you cannot
2: be in love with someone's potential mm. yeah. I don't I, I think my wife um she's, she's hung in there for a long time because of potential. Uh, yeah this this was a quote
1: that like this this ex said to me and it was like the watchword for that relationship, and I've used it in other relationships because just because there's this potential for it to be the best thing that has ever happened to you doesn't mean that right now it's not toxic, mm-hmm and if you continue to let it be toxic it's it's never going to get that it, you know but, it's never going to pay out but see you're okay so wait i'm not i'm not oh, disagreeing no, okay. with you. i'm saying i'm saying i'm not in love with the potential of Bloomington i'm obsessed with the reality of changing it
2: okay i, I like that
1: and so i i don't i don't want to hang my hat on that this town could be it has all this potential to grow and blah 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 i want to look at things as they are and be like this i like this i don't like so how do we change it
2: exactly so that's that's the that's the point yeah like no matter where i'm at i want to be part of that change yes you can't sit there there's too many people out there just sitting there and saying this sucks yeah this sucks i'm gonna move like do something about yeah. it. Get off your ass and yeah. do something. And so that's what I'm saying. When I see you, when I see your leadership. Oh, thank you. And I see what you're out there doing. You you understand what I'm yeah. saying? And you, you you're not a person that just said, Bloomington sucks and I'm going to leave. And I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're like, yeah. it sucks, but these are the things that I love about it, mm-hmm. but these are the things that I must I I absolutely okay. must change. Yeah. But the problem is you can't do it by yourself. No. That's the problem and we're all getting tired the same people over and over. Yeah. We're talking about people of color yeah. for mm-hmm. the most part. For the yeah. most part, yeah. That 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 we can't right now we're not we don't get enough allies or maybe we're not reaching out to enough people. Uh, yeah. to get things done, more things done cuz we oh, we can't keep we doing can't it. We can't keep doing it.
1: I mean, but you know in a in a town of 3.6% black population, you know, there's only so many people to do the work in, in general. But then again, you know, this goes back to we're all tired, you know, going back to that. So how do we recharge ourselves? I spent a lot of time trying to work with um, the people of color around me, talking about how do we recharge ourselves, how do we have fun, how do we do things that are, you know, that fill us mm-hmm. in order to be able to continue on and doing things. I, I do that also with a lot of queer people and trans people that try to What what is it that fills us? And I recently in my in the trip that I was mentioning, just made a big decision that I need to lean more into art in order to fill my bucket more. Oh, I like that. Um, because it it was, I think I was overbalanced, and I think that's where some of my like social anxiety was happening. Um, and so, yeah, I think that there is all this potential to grow, there is all this whatever, but it's up to all of us to turn it into something and actually make something fruitful with it. Mm-hmm. The thing that hurts me and hardens my heart is that, the fractures that happen in movements Mm -hmm. that when you, you have a direction to go and some people are only interested in self interest and what they can gain from situations and what is, what is what they want as opposed to like working together. That's very disheartening for me. And Um, I'm, I guess sometimes I can be really naive and I, I take people at the word and if somebody says, this is who I am, I say, okay, because I don't, I don't bait and switch. So I have been in a lot of situations and in activist situations in Bloomington where I've been bait and switched and, um, I'm very wary now. And that is, that puts a lot of pressure on things. And so I'm constantly looking for people who are, who want to move, who have goals in mind and they want to move those goals forward and that those goals are, are about we instead of I and that want to move that step forward. And I see too often the leadership in our community, whether it be from city council whether it be from the mayor's office, whether it be from certain activists in town, I see too much of I. And not enough of we. You know, the market is an, is an interesting example of this, of that I feel like the current administration has an idea of what they want. And that they are unwilling to move away from their ideas for the collective we. It's starting with a solution. And when you start with a solution, you can't have the conversation. No. Yeah. And, and, and that's what happened to us when we were sitting down with, you know, BLM got invited to some meetings with the mayor's office. They presented their solution.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We thought we were coming for a conversation mm-hmm. about the solution. And instead, we were just handed a solution on a piece of paper and said, this Hello. is what we're doing. Are you happy about it? And if any reaction was in the negative, it was like, tough, because this is what we're doing. And that, that's really, that's not, that's not how I, I personally attack problems and it's not how BLM attacks problems and it's not how I think a good way to solve problems in any general sense. What's, you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody and they say, Hey, I've got an idea to solve all of our problems and we're going to do it. And and you say, but I I don't, I don't want to do that. That, that doesn't work for me. And they say, tough. That's what we're doing. Like who wants to be in that relationship? Yeah nobody wants to be in that relationship sometimes you stay in that relationship but you shouldn't (laughs) and I think I think a lot of this goes back to fear which is again like we keep you know it's it's a very circular
0: thing but like the white supremacists are coming from a place of fear you know like fear of losing their standing of losing their power white moderates tend to react with a lot of fear to white supremacy and and immediately need some reassurance. You mm-hmm. know, like, tell mm-hmm. me it's not that bad, or tell me it's only the people that are violent that I can see, that I can identify. One of the big moments for me was when a woman of color said, well, when I go to the farmers market, I just assume everyone's a white
2: supremacist. Exactly.
0: <laughs> until I know differently, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like having to walk into the market and just assume, what
2: racist farmers? Like, you're kidding me. No, 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 no. And that,
0: that, like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That level of yeah.
0: like for me to have to, I had to sit with that a lot and mm-hmm, be like,
1: mm-hmm, 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 "Okay, so mm-hmm.
0: it's that way." Like, really, let that get in. Yeah. It's fear and I think like when people react with a plan, a lot of times they're reacting with a plan because it's fear. Like I know as a parent, inevitably, if I have a plan for my kids and I'm like, Here's the plan, this is what we're gonna do,
1: it's because I'm scared. And and how often do they say, No <laughs> right, right. I'm not doing that And right. there goes it, your plan. Yeah, the plan never works. And <laughs> like, and you you've got one of two ways to react. You can react in anger and be like, No, we're doing this plan. Right, or you can change the plan based upon the reaction of other people it's it's fine to have a plan, but it's not okay for your plan to be so immobile mm-hmm. to be so rigid that it doesn't reflect the
2: situation.'
1: What'd be an idea for you a need plan? to bring
2: you need to bring the people the the parties in together to create the plan before you before you actually have a plan in yeah. place Rather bring out bring, exactly bring all the parties the up in front.
1: Exactly. um. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Say say you that know often. what? Here's the thing. I, <laughs> you as you were talking,
2: <laughs> yeah. as you were talking, I thought you were talking about people using things like, say, the bear cat, and like the farmer, like what's happening as a as a farmers market, as a way to promote self.
1: Oh, I think there are people who
2: are because I see that, and, and, and I, think I, there are I who know that they don't. They don't want to go further. Right. They have no plan to no. go further yeah. than to elevate themselves yeah. for, 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 for these particular causes with no, yeah. no intentions of helping people of color or people... Yeah. Do you understand what I'm getting No, at? No,
1: I totally do. I think um, BLM uh, purposely removed an individual for that same reason, uh, that we uh, removed someone from our organization because they were using our platform to help people as a platform to help themselves. And it has made me very wary of anybody who says I, 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 I all the time and never can use the word we. You know, it is baked into the individualism that Americans cling to um, as our like cultural identity. And we are so afraid of being a we. Mm
0: -hmm. We
1: are so afraid of being a we. Um, that we, we can't see that if we're going to we're going to succeed we have to be a we
0: and that we're already a we like it doesn't even matter and, yes. try all you want to not be a we we're still we connected we're still a we okay so there was this article a while back about um people i don't even remember the context of the article i remember that um Judy Jordan sent it out in an email to everyone she's one of the RCT people mm-hmm. that point of the article was how can I love you best right now Mm. was asking like when you're with someone who's suffering from trauma who's I feel like it was shortly after my dad died so I remember Kevin saying that to me a lot how can I love you best right now I love that idea like that for for lots of reasons because that means the other person knows what they need right so you're not coming down Mm -hmm. with a power over thing
2: it's a great line, I'll tell you that.
0: So, so how can Bloomington best love you right now? Mm. As a question to
2: you, not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a to question me. to yourself as a woman.
0: Well, but you, you're part of this too. Okay, but not not to the same extent.
2: Yeah. Okay, truly. All right.
0: And that's what the whole
1: intersectionality thing. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Well, how can I, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Sometimes I get really uncomfortable with the language of love when you're fighting oppression. Mm-hmm. And that may just be my own baggage, but some of that gets triggering for me because it gets to, it, it, sometimes it can be the language of white liberalism that is used. Like, well, we just need to love and tolerate everybody. Like the civility. The civility. It's a, they, Yeah, it feels yeah. like civility stuff. And so in the context in which you're, you're placing it in, how can, how can the city of Bloomington love me more? Me as a person, but me as a black person, queer person, you know, um, and those things together. And
0: assuming that I'm talking about like an authentic, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, love that means justice, that means
1: equity, right, right, right. like all of those right. things. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh, there's a yeah, yeah, that powerful love, right. So, mm-hmm. I think I think first and foremost, you have to start with this place of believing what black people tell you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and believing. Not only that, we're not just like, I believe that that's true for you. Like that, I hate that. No, this is truth. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not just true for me, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we're we're speaking about truth. So acknowledging that before you put a plan in place, you bring us to the table so we talk Mm -hmm. together and create a plan together, Mm -hmm. and you don't just bring one or two. You bring those who are completely abhorrent to your ideas, mm-hmm. and then we find together that way forward. And it may be contentious, and it may hurt, and there may be some screaming and yelling, and there may be conflict. So I think you know the city of Bloomington, as an as an entity, has to acknowledge that conflict is a part of that, and that that's okay, and that that's gonna happen and that there's still always a way forward, even through conflict. I think that the city has to acknowledge that it doesn't know best,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and that um, a part of good governance is realizing that your people know what's best for them, Mm -hmm. and in particular, that when you're talking about things that affect a section of your community that you, you need to overbalance your decision to protect them. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, people are like, oh, you want, you want more rights, right? Well, considering that rights have been limited, <laughs> taken away from, stripped, and then limited, sure, yeah, okay, fine, sure, yeah, I want more rights. If that's, if that's how you want to mm, put that. Right. But the reality is that I want justice. Mm -hmm. And sometimes justice has to be overbalanced for those who will be harmed Mm -hmm. by the lack of justice. And if you protect me, you will protect protect the majority. It will ultimately work out in favor of the majority. If If we do things that look after the minority, we will ensure that the majority is protected. It's, mm-hmm. it's, in the, it's in the nature of what that means. Right. You know, <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it's just in the nature of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the si- sorts of things that I want to see. I want to see people putting um, principles over personalities. I want to see people putting the next right thing over legality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, wanna see, I want to see, because legality is not moral. The law can be moral, but it isn't often moral. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be used to manipulate people's morals as well. Um, you know, tax code is not moral. Right. You know, it's not a moral code. If it, if it were moral, it's possible we wouldn't have billionaires. Exactly. If it were a moral code, we would no one would be rich in this country. I don't um, like to hear that. I know you don't. You're not...
0: I mean, no offense. You're great and you're very successful. You weren't gonna be a billionaire.
2: Hey. <laughs> you don't know. I got fifty more years left. I'll tell you what. You don't know what I got in my yeah.
1: back. He just said, You don't know me yeah. I'm sure enough gonna try. So I and I say this a lot and and this is where we, we differ is that black capitalism cannot topple white capitalism. Oh no, no. Of it can't course be it is as a ca- it, and it won't it won't It's always part that. of the system. It's a part of the system and so we have to find again going back to that co- new ways of money making and well, insurance. Let
2: me have change. I know. Let I know. let me. Look. <laughs> I know. I mean <laughs> I, I give back. You I know. know you, I I I, mean? know, I know you do. <laughs> you know, know let, you let me continue to give back until the system is changed. <laughs> yeah, and I and I keep
1: driving that engine. And I'm I'm all for it. Because I'm going to hit you up after we get out of this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, Black Lives Matter needs I, yeah, money, we too. Do, I'm we do serious. Need money. We're, we're getting ready to launch a couple of different Okay, so see. So yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yes. But I have to say that philanthropy is the Band-Aid. If we change the system, then we don't need the Band-Aid anymore, mm-hmm. right? If 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 you're If you're, you know, if you cure the disease, you're not sick anymore, so you don't need to continue to take the medicine, mm-hmm. right? And so... We you still have to take the medicine, you still need the band-aid until we cure right. the disease. You can't stop the antibiotics early. Right. No. no it's no, no, gonna no. get worse. You gotta do your whole cycle. Right. <laughs> as as your doctor tells you, you've gotta do the whole cycle. You've got you we still have to engage in it and we have to ramp it up. Right? Like, you know, it has to be it has to be ramped up. But it doesn't change the nature of the system. So because what what i see happening is that i walk into a place and i say the market has never been a safe haven for black people and everybody goes what no you're you're lying and i'm like right. what are your statistics
0: right. and that's back to that thing about like walking in and assuming everyone's everyone's a white supremacist yeah. until you know differently
1: right and and i know i i know tons of black people that feel that way i know tons of people that If they don't have to work, uh, you know, they work with white people because this is a small town and whatever, but if they don't have to be around white people in their private time, they don't. Mm -hmm. They aren't. Mm -hmm. I I do know that when I walk into these spaces and I I talk to the mayor, I talk to the city council, you know, we, we protest a bear cat. We talk to them in depth about the farmer's market and they say, we don't see it that way. We tell them that their police is, is, is biased. They say, can't possibly be. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that level of gaslighting on an administrative level is so hard to fight that, like, you just, you don't know where to go. You don't know where to go. When you're like, you're telling me that reality is not real. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how much more proof I can give you. And in fact, I called that tactic, to, like, you know, a Trumpian tactic, right? Like, mm-hmm. facts are not facts anymore. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, everybody loves a nice commission a study and, right. fi- and get down to the nitty-gritty and put it on paper and a graph and a bar chart. You know? But, like, even when presented with that information, it's, it's still not enough. And so that love, I think, I, I would like it, like, even if I'm giving you an anecdotal information about my life, for you to believe me about my life. Yeah. You know, and Don and I may share slightly different versions of the same story. Absolutely. Um, right. You know, Don's perception is going to be different than mine. We have different backgrounds.
2: But we appreciate each other's.
1: Right. And we can come to a level. And, and, and then I, I also have to say that there are some black folks that, if we're in a room full of mixed people, they or you know, and I don't mean mixed people, I mean mixed company, so white and black, that they are going to say one thing. Mm-hmm, and right. then when the white people leave the room, we go, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's, that's a part of the nature of, right. of, of blackness that we may not feel comfortable putting it all out there, mm-hmm. it's a survival tactic. Yeah. Um, Much like there are some black people, they may say things that are, well, everything's fine. There's no racism. I don't understand what you're talking about. We live in a really good town with a lot of really good white people. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I understand that that happens elsewhere, but like that's not happening here. Mm -hmm. That is still a survival tactic. That is still something that is happening um, to not recognize that you're being marginalized is a, a yeah. way to right. live yeah. in this yeah. world. Yeah. And RCT calls it a strategy of survival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They
0: used to call it a strategy of disconnection, and they still do, but, but they added that survival piece to honor
1: that people use these strategies to, to survive. But I know tons of people in other situations don't like that. No, my husband is not abusive. Well, I just saw him hit you.
2: hmm
1: Yeah, but he was just angry about something. But he's not abusive.
2: Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the
1: I, exception. Yeah, only thinking. when he drinks. Yeah. yeah, only, but only when he drinks. And he's been really mad today, and he's under a lot of stress. And like, there are all these like, that person got killed because they were selling illegal cigarettes. See, if they weren't doing something oh illegal, then they wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been killed. It's that well, because you were committing a crime, you deserve to have literally anything happen to you. The same thing is being said about the protesters. For the farmers' market, that well, of course you're getting death threats because you are acting out in a way that is not okay. Of course you got arrested, and I hope they throw the book at you because you were in purple and wearing a unicorn costume and doing something that you weren't supposed. You to You should have known do. when you dressed up like a you unicorn. Sh- you should have known. Um, you should have <laughs> known that when you wore when you wore that when you wore that short skirt walking through uh, a bad neighborhood at night that you were going to be beaten raped and killed you should have known that so don't do any of that behavior and then you'll be okay Mm -hmm. and it's this myth that like if you toe the line and you follow all of the rules and that you obey everything that you're supposed to obey that you will be safe and protected and no one could possibly hurt you if you're doing just the right thing If you're a if you're a black person, if you're a queer person, if you're a woman, if you're all of those things combined into one. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know? And it is it's a lie. And it's not just a lie, it's abuse. It's 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 gaslighting. It is control. It's control. It's control. It's power over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jada, for your patience.
0: (laughs)
2: No, and so for
0: sharing so generously with us mm-hmm. this afternoon, this crappy rainy afternoon.
2: I love Jada. <laughs> it's hard not to. <laughs> I, the first time we That's, ever, the first time we ever met, it was just like, oh man.
0: I actually remember you talking about Jada at, at like, one point. You're like, oh, awesome. I'm talking to Jada, like it was it was like a behind the scenes sort of discussion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're like, yeah, but I know. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, no. We she just I, I just I just I respect her.
1: I very much appreciate that. Uh, There are a lot of people out there that would be like, yeah, it's very easy to not like jam. (laughs) Um, But um, I appreciate that very much. Um, I respect both of you very much, and I'm thankful that you had me on to talk. I I feel like lately I have been kind of talking into a void. It's it's disconcerting because it it feels like I'm not being able to do the work that I'm trying to do, and... I also know that I have darker skins, you know, brothers and sisters and siblings out there who feel like they can't say the things that I'm saying because they're afraid of the repercussions. And therefore, I know it's more important that I do continue to say it because I I don't want them to face the repercussions because they're already more at risk than I am. I want that the conversations that we have around the kitchen table or you know out for you know drinks or whatever. I want that to be put you know in p- white people's faces in particular because they need to hear it. they need to know that this is this is what's happening behind mm-hmm. the scenes. so
2: thank you well, thank you Thank you. This episode of My Racist Friend is a production of the Bloomington Center for Connection, an organization using relational cultural theory to promote social change through connection. This conversation between Jada B., Don Griffin Jr., and Amy McKees, LCSW, was recorded on Saturday, November 23, 2019, and edited for this podcast by Kevin McKees. Theme music lovingly sampled from Your Racist Friend by They Might Be Giants. Follow the Bloomington Center for Connection on Facebook and other social media platforms. You and your Once we get rolling, <laughs> we are
1: on. I know, it's okay. Yeah, you don't
2: know where this train is going. <laughs>
1: that is true. <laughs> look, look, I'm fine. I'm cool. All right.